Kumapungku is a monumental structure complex that sits high above the Andes Plateau. Constructed sometime during the 5th or 6th century AD, large slabs that form gateways and curiously cut stones are all that remain of this once wondrous construction. Local legends from the native people of Bolivia still revere Pumapunku as the place where the world began. Another legend held by the native Shuar people of Ecuador places the birthplace of humanity within a system of caves set within the Andes Mountains. Since the 1960s, explorers of these caves have reported finding treasure troves of gold and mysterious artifacts within the extensive system of caverns. In 1976, a well-provisioned and well-staffed expedition set out to locate the source of these reports. Their primary concern was a set of metal plaques and sheets said to be among the treasures that may have had printed on them the history of a previously unknown advanced civilization. This case file joined the theorists for this month's Ron Pond fan pick as they search for the lost Metallica recordings within the Tayo's Caves and the Metal Library. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 245 Teos Caves in the Metal Library. Fuck yeah. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Recording in my garage. I don't even know how. uh, Yeah, first off. He's been kicked Andrew, out of the house. I, I told Andrew that he, when we start the show from now on, he should be ha- mid-set, drop the weights, oh. to then walk in and say, I'm Andrew. Why are you spoiling <laughs> it? I was going to wait until <laughs> Dan goes on a rant and just start fucking lifting. While he's really <laughs> done. That was my goal. <laughs> just shrugs. <laughs> yeah, and people asking why in the chat. It's because Andrew's been kicked out of the house. He lives in the garage now. That's it. Yeah. 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 That's it. He lives at Muscle Garage. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mongoose house. It was an intentional move, though. Hey, Mongoose right, house of right. muscle. Can't stop lifting. You know what you should do? It's too bad it's you a should. Problem. You should move your camera a little bit so that boxing bags a little more in. You could put a picture of Dan on it, mm. and then you just go in. And you're just yeah, <laughs> mid show. No, a little word bubble in there. I, it it says, I hate true crime. <laughs> <laughs> hate this, buddy. <laughs> How's that left taste? Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know how I'm going to focus now that Dan's told us that they may have solved male pattern baldness. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you just quick. drop, you're going to drop that news on us two seconds before we record? Uh, Are you get, kidding get me? Get everybody pumped. It's too late like for that. us. Right, it's too late. The ship sailed, boys. <laughs> Can't do that. Uh, do you uh, think, do, do you, here's the thing though. Here's the, here's the real question. And this is what I was thinking. Dan literally dropped this on us two minutes, two minutes ago. That they, whatever, may have isolated some protein that causes it, whatever. Whatever Dan said in his smart Dan language. Um, but here's my question, right? So say say we're 10 years out from a cure, all right? How weird would it be to just go from bald to full head of hair? And 
Is it going to be like uh, those like cochlear implants where it's like the deaf community is like, you're killing our culture? Like all the ball, is the bald community going to be you like, turn hey, us? hey, you're killing our culture. The bald man. Right? Well, there would be, there are going to be those rebels that just hold on, embrace the chrome dome. They're yeah, they're just like, I don't give a, like, I don't give a shit. I will I'd tell be, you this. Buddy, I'd be waiting in line like a fucking iPhone. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. Like ha- having oh. hair is awesome. And the number one reason now that I'm losing it is because my head gets so burnt if I don't wear a hat. <laughs> what? You used to have like it a big- It burns your hair follicles. You no, know, it burns oh. my scalp. Yeah, yeah that's like, the number one oh, reason oh, you okay. want hair. Like, I want, want hair, hair so oh, I don't right, have right. to- Because when you have a nice <laughs> thick head of hair, you can go outside- and you don't your your head's fine now. Well, it's you just, know what I mean. It's either that or you could be fucking you know a biracial angel like me and Dan. Well, no, mm-hmm. or you could just head over to uh, crowdme.com/slash <laughs> oh, alien theorist right. theorizing. Yeah. Buy yourself an ATT hat. Come, cover <laughs> that potato head up. <laughs> I could. Do I get a discount if we buy our own merch? <laughs> yes. Okay, Probably perfect. not. No. no. Brain no, skimming don't. a little off the top yeah. of it. Brain yeah. skims. <laughs> I get a discount. <laughs> Anyways, you guys. we'll uh, we'll come back to the cure for male pattern baldness. I'm sure yeah. in the near future because we'll, we'll be pay- paying close attention. We're <laughs> <Yeah. on> it. <laughs> we are beating the odds I mean, on the show. I, I mean, I, like it. I don't want to get back into it, but there is a cure for male pattern baldness. Has been for yeah. a while. I'm just, yeah, I'll just throw that out there. It comes with some consequences, but there is one. Anyways, we're talking about pills. Yeah, propecia stops conversion to DHT. <laughs> Yeah, but you're going to save your like hair. It's a cure, though. It's just kind of like, yeah, a, it's like a, a treatment. It, it delays the inevitable. It stops it. It doesn't regrow, though. But you, but you have to keep yeah. taking that. Yes, it does. If you have, if you completely lost really. your hair on the front, if, it'll no, regrow? No, if, if you start taking it while you're thinning, right. while you're losing, you will regrow hair in those areas. It's not but good you have for to you, keep though. taking it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you have to you take can. it for the rest of your life. That's awful for you. Listen, I, I, I'm waiting for my shot where I, they just give me an injection and then... I just, the next morning I see little sprouts. <laughs> right? like, a, like a chia pet. <laughs> yeah. Wake up with a full afro. Just <laughs> yeah. you, can't just, oh, you can't choose what hair you regrow though. It's just random. Oh no. So you can get it's any color, cool. any type. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just any type of hair. <laughs> I, I would have just like bone straight hair. <laughs> does it, it slick down to your scalp? Just yeah. get up in the morning and you're like, oh yeah, I feel like I had to do the like the hair whip. Wow. Oh, is that kill for her? Like that I got fucking brillo <laughs> pad hair. Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll come back to uh, hair yeah, loss. Hair loss and after hours. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Hair loss and after hours. Cut that. Uh, cut uh, All our baldies out there. Continue yeah. on with the we'll, chat. We'll, we'll tell you. Yeah, we'll tell you where you can get it. You can get it for uh, order now. Aliensthears.com. <laughs> we'll send you. We'll send you a tube of hair growth formula. You just you water that scalp a little bit. <laughs> six to six to ten years, you'll see some growth. Guaranteed. Uh, uh, we're, we're heading down to the the Taos. Is it Taos Cave System? Taos. 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 Los Las Cuevas de los Taos. Boom. Sounds delicious. <laughs> it does sound like a pretty I'll take uh, two. tasty dish. But it is actually a system of caves that are that are set within the eastern side of the Andes Mountains uh, within the Morona Santiago province of Ecuador. So um, 
now, according to explorers who are familiar with these caves, it's estimated that it's estimated that maybe about one third of the actual total system has been mapped. So that's totaling about three to four miles is what they're saying from the one documentary uh, I was watching. That was probably like 2015, 2018, maybe. And they've I think they've mapped just a little bit, like probably around like five miles, like up to now of this place. Um, uh, the people that live in the area are natives. The native Shuar people have known about these caves since before I mean, written that's, references have like, actually just, appeared. It it stacks up pretty big because like it, I thought the like biggest cave in the world was like, isn't that the one in Vietnam that's like six miles? Right. Well, so that's like saying, six miles down. Yeah. Yeah. So. Or whatever. Down. There's like some like what's the ma- like mammoth cave system? Or the whatever? mammoth caves are huge. Like it's like yeah. hundreds of miles of caves. Right. No oh, one shit. really knows how long the Tayo's quit. Like they've not they they've not been fully explored. You know what? And they should all. stop pretty soon meddling down there because if you ever seen the movie The Descent, this is what I'm picturing. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's what happens. That could have happened already. We I don't mean, <laughs> or it could be even worse and you could run into Mole Man. Is that Mole Man's? Yes. Mole Man's yeah. Reptile people sitting down there. Insect the pro- people. The protectors of the metal library. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but these caves have been around and they've been, they've been known to humans at least, uh, like since before written history. But, uh, the first time that they showed up in written reference was probably around 1860. So, um, the native Schwar people used to actually, um, and they still do, I believe is that they, every spring they have a type of ceremony or some kind of ritual uh, a tradition where they go down into these caves and uh, these caves are actually inhabited by this type of uh, bird, which I think is actually kind of unique to the area. It's called an oil bird. And they go down there and they collect the, the fledglings uh, of the, of the birds, like the, the really young birds. Cause apparently they get really fat. Uh, and that's where <laughs> shawarma was invented. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so, but <laughs> you're telling me the shawarma people didn't make shawarma. No. What the fuck was that? What was that? What was that? that was interesting. Ma- imagine you're down in the cave and you hear this noise. Well, I can't fucking sounds hear like, anything. Sounds now. like somebody skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a sick half pipe down I here. Thought, I thought you were watching <laughs> some NATSN highlights. No, that's the sound yeah. of the oil bird. What? The oil bird. So you're in the Oh yeah. So they do interesting thing about it is they do they they actually navigate by echolocation. They're one of the few birds that actually do that. So like and bats. They, yeah, like exactly like bats, but they they have a, like a certain clicking sound that they that they that didn't sound very clicky. Out. Yeah. That didn't. Probably. That sounded like they're just going. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that sounds like they're giving the goalie a fucking face wash there. That's yeah. exactly what that sound like. Yeah. yeah. That's what they sound like. It's like a it sounds like a terrible <laughs> Terrible noise. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. I guess if so that's they, if that's the echo lake location, it's not like a sonar sound. It's like a, a oh, murder there's sound. a bunch of them in a in a group. Yeah, they are strange. They are weird looking birds. I guess they're related to night jars. They are nocturnal. You can fly around, eat bugs, and do bird stuff. Bats. But so um, so they live alongside <laughs> bats, and uh, so these caves you probably would have never. Had, Anybody probably would have never heard about these caves um, until in 1973, uh, everybody's favorite ancient alien theorist, uh, granddaddy Eric Von Daniken, published a book called Gold of the Gods. And if Dan, you're familiar- is, he, is he your favorite 
ancient alien theorists? Yes. I noticed you said everybody. <laughs> yes. But off the top of my head, I've I met can him. Think okay, of a- I've met him twice. I've met him twice. You met no, you I met his it. you met his skin suit once <laughs> in an elevator. Yeah, might, Dan yeah. seen him collapse in the elevator once, pretty much. I thought he was gonna die. Uh and then we had it's the opera, we had the pleasure of interviewing him and other theorists on the Theorists in the Desert panel, where he proceeded to get quite angry at a couple of questions which we cranky, asked. He's a pretty cranky dude <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And maybe, maybe for good reason. We don't know. We're not, we're not sure. sure. We, we'll, we'll get Drop the that. soap if you do it anytime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Gold of the Gods was actually the sequel to the, probably the, the most well-known of his books, the, the Chariots of the Gods, which kind of kicked off the, the whole popular uh, ancient alien thing back in the, uh, back in the seventies. And so the, the book actually be, it, it contains a number of, uh, narratives of Eric von Daniken pretty much traveling the world, investigating you know ancient sites, talking to people who are who kind of have the same views as he does. But it begins with a von Daniken's trip, uh, accompanying an Argentinian Hungarian entrepreneur named Juan Moritz on an expedition to the Taos Caves. Now, uh, Juan Moritz, uh, um, he had actually obtained a deed. A legal deed, which does still exist in the archives of Ecuador, I believe, like in the the town of Cuenca, uh, that that mm. put him as the discoverer of these caves in 1969. <laughs> I, I love that he's the discoverer of these caves that have been mentioned <laughs> for a hundred years. He's like, I found them. <laughs> um, you know, it, I it, have it, the deed. Yeah, but that it is a re- it still exists. Yeah. yeah, but didn't it like his mm. his uncle told him about these caves on his deathbeds? Wouldn't that make his uncle the founder of these caves? Well, not the legal forget my founder. uncle. Okay. I have the deed. <laughs> his uncle doesn't have it in writing. Yeah, <laughs> as as Juan Moritz, because he is dead. Yeah. So um, now Moritz on this on this paper. All right, he is he is claiming he has these claims, and these are actual quotes from the from the the. the now, paperwork. is this paper written in crayon? Uh, it's written in Spanish, I assume, but okay. these are translations <laughs> of it. And it's not written in crayon. It's like it's official sealed, notarized, and everything. Ink. Feather exists. and ink is what I was written. Quill, uh, quill. Sorry. Um, I have discovered objects of great cultural and historical value to mankind in the province of Morona, Morona, Santiago, within the boundaries of the Republic of Ecuador. The objects consist mainly of metal plaques inscribed with what is probably a resume of the history of a lost civilization. The very existence, which was unsuspected by mankind hitherto. The objects are distributed among various caves and are of many different kinds. Dope. So um, he goes on to mention about the types of objects that they were found in there. So the objects he found included stuff like these uh, stone and metal objects of various sizes and colors, as well as probably the most interesting part and why we get the metal library part of the the podcast title is he found these metal plaques that seem to be engraved with signs and writings. What about the lasers? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to the lasers. Just checking. Oh, so foreshadowing. So having this actual legal document, this this is what I guess impressed Von Daniken so much, and he had heard about these caves, and he had went down there to investigate uh, for his you know his follow up book, Gold of the Gods. He needed something pretty big, big. so he you know, uh, and he went down there and he met with uh, he got in touch with Moritz, and apparently they set up a, a whole expedition between I, I believe it's almost like 
in the book, it just sounds like it's just the two of them. It's just the well, two of them and, going down there in a Land from, Rover. And some of the things that I like read, the understanding that I kind of had of this situation was that perhaps uh, Juan had like approached the government and been like, listen, I found this. And they're like, all right, well, we will allow you to have this deed and we'll allow you to do an ex- ex- exhibition, but you you need to like get another person to go with you and we need some proof of it and then we'll okay it. Like that, that's a go ahead. So he approached Von Daniken at that point. And Von Daniken's like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, you've, you speak <laughs> my money, language. Money. <laughs> yeah. There were some people even claiming Von Daniken didn't actually go on the expedition. And that he just well, 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 I well, mean, like he, look at him. <laughs> well, well, I mean, he was young back then. He was, he, was, yeah. he was in his prime, man. He was in prime alien theorizing, alien ancient alien theorizing mode. Like, I mean, well, know. there are some inconsistencies, like the way they travel to this cave, but doesn't well, really line okay. up. But so, <laughs> so um, yes. So in the book, uh, Von Daniken describes them taking a twenty-four hour drive in a Toyota Land Rover. Land Rover, uh, yeah. Land Rover uh, driving up to these caves. Now, to get to these caves, most people, um, uh, subsequent uh, expeditions to these caves, uh, it seems a bit difficult to get to these caves. Like, it's not, some, there's no roads that go directly to these caves. It's pretty much like you have to take, well, you can drive, you have to drive for a while, and then you have to take a boat, and then you have to take, or at least take like a day long trek. Or maybe a two day long trek. We're going to get to the, the next, then we're going to get to a more modern one. But what they said in the modern one is you have to gain permission to enter like the native people's lands. Right. You need a guide. The guide takes you into the village. You stay there first. And from there, they lead you through the jungle, which if you didn't have a guide, you would never be able to find the entrance to the caves because they're so I overgrown. Get, get Listen, eaten by fucking boys. Jaguars. Hey, we're talking about Aaron. <clears throat> John Eric, or Eric John Claude Van Daniken. Bon Jovi Van. No, it's, <laughs> it's Eric John Claude Van Daniken. Right there, yeah, right? DVD. We got him that on. Guy, we got him on the live stream right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that guy doesn't fuck boys. Anything gets in his way, fucking does a split, bicycle kick. That is not an edited photo. He looks like the only expedition he looks like is to sodium buffet. <laughs> I mean, I literally see zero difference between you and him. So that's fine. <laughs> All right. That's that's Braden with the meat. Sweats. I didn't even know Braden left. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's got a little bit of a thicker hairline. Is that what yeah. we're going with? Uh, yes, the the native Shuar people do have control over that area. They it's like in order to get to that area, you are supposed to get permission. But it's crazy because how would they know about it if Juan discovered them? Well, Maurice, I he say, told again, the native people about he just it. put it on paper. <laughs> like, I just said he put it on paper. Um, but apparently, Juan Maurice was known to the Schwar people. I think he had an in with them, and it was kind of like, okay, like they they're fine with him going in yeah. because well, I think he mentioned on more than one occasion during him and Von Daniken's joint venture that that's like, yeah, the the Schwar people are very secretive about the caves and they won't let certain people in and they won't like let people take things out. Yeah, of it. but if you bring them a couple packs of darts, they'll let you right in. This is not a big uh, deal. That's a maybe. (laughs) So now, uh, Vonnegut describes descending into the caves of Maritz and exploring passages and chambers that, to him, uh, seem artificial in their construction. And he describes talking about these uh, types of structures within stone actually cut and seem to be bored in and cut at 90 degree angles. And, um, you know, that... 
this was either the result of some type of high technology uh, civilization that there's no way that people could do this with hand axes or well, with and the tools that would be available to people at that time. And we've seen like we've seen these kind of like you know in, in other ancient sites these perfect 90 degrees you know stones is yeah. closest credit card so it's like it's 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 not like if that's there it's not like this is unheard of from other you know mysterious places of how they d- would have done this so it, it, it doesn't to me like when this claim i'm like okay yeah sure why well, the, not the claim I, is not I'm that not, it's construct not like it's not like a megalith it's like a, it's yeah. a carved they say like yeah, right. a carved so kind of like Balbec then right because wasn't right. that didn't have that one stone was perfectly carved? Yeah, but that that right. looks cut like a like a block like about to be stacked. In where this cave, this looks like someone had carved the cave into the land. Not, Passages, yeah. like perfectly, like hard like, like, okay. like, yeah. like yeah. Minecraft passage. style. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, on their expedition, uh, some of the artifacts that. It, that Von Daniken claimed to have seen included a skeleton covered in gold dust. Like he describes talking about a skeleton, a human Shit. skeleton um, that was completely covered in some type of gold dust. Like it's, Did it like, have it, like a feather boa lipstick <laughs> on? And, yeah. and um, another thing that he said that probably one of the most impressive pieces was this, it was a, there was a table, uh, a, a pretty sizable table with seven chairs made of some sort of plastic-like material that he said felt as hard and heavy as steel. But Did it they wasn't each have individual all. names on them, like Sleepy and Dopey. And <laughs> no, but and, each, you know. but each, sta- but there were statues set behind these chairs, is mm. what Von Daniken describes. And these statues, statues were actually made from some type of uh, solid metal, and each one was shaped into uh, uh, some to resemble animals of different types. And he described uh, shapes such as uh, saurians, elephants, lions, crocodiles, jaguars, camels, bears, monkeys, bison, wolves. So elaborate uh, elaborate uh, stone carvings or metals. metals interesting yeah, that there'd be elephants there, right? Like they're, yeah. that's wild that there'd be an elephant because how would right. they have any fucking clue? And he talks about, he says saurians and he's, he's talking about actual like dinosaurs, like a type of dinosaur that he, he talks about some of these, the carvings and some of these plaques that they find, they find these pictures dragon. of what looks like a dragon. Maybe it's a dragon. Know, yeah. It's a metal library. So it should be a dragon. I it should like, be. That's what you would find at a yeah. metal library is a dragon. Absolutely. And trolls. <laughs> like if you search like dinosaur carvings, there's like carvings around the planet that seem to resemble like stegosauruses and like weird creatures that you're like, how do these people even know this existed? And some people are so like, oh, Christians just- have been right this whole time. Is that what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. No, quite possibly. Think- the earth 6,000 years old. The dinosaurs Holy are shit. not that no. long extinct. I thought, I thought the Christians say that the devil put the fossils there to fool us. Well, it depends what which Christians you're talking to. There's a bunch uh, of different types. There's a lot of different uh, versions. <laughs> now, the my, most- my Christianity is where Jesus is a white bread American. So what American. one is that? <laughs> like, I'm looking at one right now. It's at Angkor Wat. It looks like a stegosaurus. Oh, that one? Yeah. I, th- I don't know if we talked about that one before. We, like, we haven't done Angkor Wat, Angkor Wat yet, but that would be a, no. a, great, a great one to talk about. But yeah, there's so, like... Yeah. So if so, either... This is just some artist's rendition who there's like, no, it'd be cool, this type of animal. And they made it up and carved <laughs> it. Or for, or they knew about fossils way before that we... Or, yeah, maybe they oh, found, why not? Found, found fossils, right? Yeah, maybe. Well, you think about it too, because they probably wouldn't be that deep down either. It would be a lot easier to find, you would think, right, back then. Well, it's not that... Well, I mean, it's not that... I mean, 
geological no, time no, scale. It's, it'd be the same amount. It's Gee, not what? like there's been that much sediment from the, these humans. It's no, like, you don't think so? If we're talking, no. if we're talking no. 65 million years plus, and it's only been like sure. oh, yeah. a couple thousand years, I mean, it's not that no. long. But this, well, I admit, I, hey, it would be easier. Maybe not a lot easier, but a little easier. Come on. You didn't specify. No, technically, easier. No, technically, technically yes. I'll get on your side on this. On this is... Not all fossils are that buried. Like they can be uncovered through like deglaciation or like giant floods or like a whole bunch of stuff that could like uncover fossils. So, so easier. Easier. So easier. That's could what I'm saying. That's my be case. Easier. Mm. I'll take the point. And so we get to the title, you know, to the title for the this this discovery as the metal library. And so um, what they, Marit said he discovered in here and he showed to Danikin, like in this, this huge room that they had. He found the the unreleased Metallica with Dave Mustaine, the whole Kill em All album. Those, those he found, in the, he found the Iron Maiden album full with Tony Iommi, or not Tony Iommi, sorry, Paul Diano. Like he found the good stuff, the stuff we've all <laughs> been looking for, right? It might've been somewhere in the Some back, unreleased sure. Dio, right? Yeah. They talked about right. they talked about there's huge stacks of gold and stuff. So those could have been somewhere. Gold records, maybe. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but besides those, the ones that made the biggest impression were these metal plaques, as well as millimeter thick leaves of metal. Now, each one of these, the plaques actually measured about three feet to two inches by one foot to seven inches. And then each one of the leaves of this metal uh, apparently had writing that had seemed to be stamped on it by, as if by machine. And then uh, Von Daniken said that there's just like a huge amount. Like there's, there's just all of these. And he asked Maritz like how many there are. And Maritz said he hadn't counted, but he estimated that somewhere there are around two to 3,000 pages within held within this metal library, pages of this metal material stamped with some type of writing or symbols. It contained within that room. Dude, so it's basically like some sort of like library of Alexandria of like basically then, you know, everything carved into these metal plates, which is, would be more impressive than that because obviously they would have the foresight of like, hey, we need to put this on something that won't be easily destroyed and place it somewhere where, you know, they're not easily going to be found or wrecked or damaged by weather. Now, did they not say not even carved, but like, like almost like pressed, pressed, like, yeah, yeah. pressed, like stamped yeah. down as if by like a machine. Some type of machine. Yeah. All right. Now, um, I, I assume that Eric Von Daniken didn't bring any rubbing materials. Like, you know how people do like graveyard, like do like gravestone rubbings and stuff like that. He didn't bring any of that because he had a camera. Okay, Indiana Jones, but for some, he had a camera, but last crusade. He had a camera and he was going to take pictures. He he had intended to bring the, the to get photographic evidence of this thing. But uh, Moritz discouraged him on several occasions, according to Daniken, of, of taking pictures um, because he believed that the flash from the camera would damage. No, no, these- you, you, stop, stop. This is going to legitimize everything. We can't do this. All right. Well, we no. Can't do that. Well, he believed that the flash would damage these metal plates in some he, way. Uh, everybody oh, knows no. that metal is highly susceptible. <laughs> well, to no. He sh- he flash. showed he showed Van Daniken this picture of himself. He said, "Look what it did to you." <laughs> right? It's going to burn like those reverse, plates. Reverse camera flash. Is that yeah. what that is? Right. And Moritz also did mention something about there there being some type of radiation within those caves that uh, like messed with compasses and also and probably would have made Claude Van Danigan's na- face. 
That's why he's burnt. Radiation. Okay. Yeah. And um, it also said that, that the radiation would probably make the negatives in the camera unusable. You wouldn't be able to see anything. Just would have ruined them. I would have been like, well, let's give it a shot. <laughs> Absolutely. It sounds like... John claude Van Damigan's just fucking trying to, you know, <laughs> make excuses for not taking pictures. <laughs> now, um, after this, this kind of this d- published and came out in Gold of the Gods with the uh, by er- Eric Von Daniken, like this kind of whole thing came out. That's like this was something that you could tangibly take. Now, I remember like his his first book, Chariots of the God. He talks about a lot of different places, the Nazca lines. He talks about uh, maybe like Anchor Wat. He talks about other mysterious places and these places that have been studied and, and seen. And, you know, you can actually go there. But the Taos Caves, this is the first time these had ever really been mentioned in this context and brought up about having some type of artifacts in here from a, a hitherto unknown civilization um, to be actually seen and, you know, interacted with. So as you could imagine, this made a pretty big splash within the kind of new age, you know, 70s movement that was already kind of, uh, you know, in full swing. And people picked up on this and said, we need to go there and we we need to see this. And one of those person, uh, one of those people was Stan Hall of Scotland, who is a veteran explorer uh, of some type. Um <laughs> And a pretty pretty famous guy. Pretty apparently had a pretty uh, big pull with the British uh, government at the time because he put together a joint expedition of both British and Ecuadorian military personnel with the goal of investigating specifically the goal. He says it like specifically the goal of investigating the claims by Eric von Daniken. Like he, uh, Stan Hall was a very much a believer. He he thought they were going to go and find and validate the. Uh, the discoveries made by Maritz and Von Daniken. Not only just validate the claims, but also like map out an undiscovered cave. Right, as go to this cave, but they, but they, he specifically, specifically says, like, we're going to go there to he, find these plates. We're going to find these things. And we're going to figure out the knowledge. Boys. And yeah. it took <laughs> it took almost a year to, for this ex- expedition to get the funding, the logistics and everything. And I just want to put that as a little disclaimer because I'm going to come back to something after we discuss it. (laughs) Uh, And so on this... On this expedition, you had about 60 participants, which included a number of scientists with specialists in various fields, such as archaeology, biology. You had eight experienced British cavers that went along and were going to be actually tasked with with exploring and mapping this this cave system that was gonna that they were going to go into, whether whether or not they found, you know, the secondary objective besides finding the uh, these these plates. But this bit, hey, and, this expedition's missing one thing. So and a special expert. A very special. The most special expert out there. A goddamn we need a goddamn American hero. <laughs> God damn it, Jim, we need an astronaut. <laughs> They're like, like, God damn it, Jim. We hear like I I got a report. The team's all together. Like, the team's not the press will never eat this up. We need a leader. We need someone the press can grab onto. We need a goddamn red-blooded American to lead this thing. God damn it, Jim, he's been to the moon. He can go in a cave. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, if you haven't guessed it already, with such a sizable undertaking as this... Uh, it was that was intended to make history by upending it by basically turning everything on its head, and you know this was going to be something really huge that they expected to find. Um, they could only find one man, or they could only think of There's one only man. one man for the job. One man for the job, Neil 
Armstrong. Neil fucking Armstrong. First yeah. man on the moon. I'm not fucking joking. This is fucking nuts. What obviously, about boys, <laughs> boys, disclaimer, obviously Lance Kincaid was busy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. He's tied up. He's in divorce court. <laughs> you know, you know, they landed, you know, they landed in Ecuador and he looked at the team and he goes, this is one small step for me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, get over it. The car goes yeah. wild. <sighs> it's this fucking wild though. This is only when this is a handful of years. Say the line, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a handful of years after the moonwalk. Yeah, he had just been to the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah, so what's a fucking cave, boys? So what's no a cave? Biggie. What, how, how much? What did, the fuck does he know about caves? How much do they pay he's him? Been to the moon. Doesn't matter. I don't, I don't Boys, know. How much do they pay he's, him? Listen, he's fucking Vince Vaughn from Lost World. You know where he's pretending to be this guy, but in the shits the van. He's like, I am the backup. Pulls out an M16, <laughs> ready to kick some fucking ass. Yeah, that's what I honestly. That's what I thought when I read this. I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna get the CIA shill himself, Neil Armstrong, to help them fucking <laughs> confiscate these plates, just like he helped them hoax that moon landing. Right, uh, he's a plant. Right, he's a CIA yeah. plant. Obviously, on this team, double and agent. He's, he's there to sabotage. He's a saboteur. Saboteur. Um, they're at least probably paying him enough to uh, supplement him for his job because he had been a at the time he was a professor of aerospace engineering at the University of Cincinnati. Yeah, everything you need for caving. Well, they're uh, they're on. So it's Eric von Daniken, the father of the ancient astronaut theory. They're thinking we're going to bring in this expert in aviation and space travel just in case they find an alien craft. craft. Oh, Fly dude, I never, I never thought about That's that. That's what it is. If, if he, maybe, because you know, they say, they say, some people think they saw something on the moon. Maybe. Got a bogey. They, what, we, uh, maybe. We got a Santa Claus. Here's, maybe they're metal, metal tablets on the moon, boys. Or, or that's what they're thinking is that they're like, hey, you know what? Like, this description that they're giving us is not unlike some of the descriptions you were giving us of the shit you saw on the moon. Mm, on, so uh, we're going to get you on the next flight to Ecuador. We need you there to tell us yay or nay if these are the exact same things Holy you saw fuck, on the moon. Boys. Neil Cracking Armstrong, it. boys, Neil Armstrong's the real Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> no, teaching, he's, 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 he's the real Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, no, he's teaching aerospace engineering. He's got girls with the I love you written on their eyelids and he's getting yeah. phone calls. He's got to leave fucking class in the middle of yeah. his lecture. He's a to ruggedly to handsome Ecuador. dude. I'm yeah, a dude. Neil got a hell of a right hand too. All he needs is a fucking <laughs> hat and a fucking whip. Yeah, he could have gone pro, I heard. <laughs> and yep, and they flew him down to the city of Quito to take the role as honorary president of the expedition and put him on there. Okay. You know, he was just fucking wasted the whole time. They're like, you know, we have to ask Neil first. He's an honorary president. They're like, God damn it. Bust open his tent. He's fucking wasted on whiskey. I, well, yeah, from the, I mean, it's still pretty cool to watch. Um, they, they did film a lot of the, the expedition and a lot of the, from the film there, they, they put together a documentary like back then it's on YouTube. Like you can look it up and it's kind of cool to go back and watch that. And it's just so, really it's a hard like, watch. I, well, I think it's really cool. Like the scenes like with Neil Armstrong, like coming off the plane, like there's a huge crowd of people seeing them. It's like, dude, this He's is a, a rock guy star, who's been man. To the, yeah. It's like, this is Fuck a dude yeah. who's been to the moon. You know, it's just, it's really kind of cool that uh, even people in Ecuador, it's like a lot of them probably didn't even speak English, but they knew who he was and like showing, like turning up and, and seeing him like, you what know, is, eating at restaurants or like meeting dignitaries and stuff. It's pretty neat. It's like, pretty it, cool. It's kind of cool. It's got to be the same thing. Like when you see fucking Buzz Lightyear in Disneyland, big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got to get a probably picture the, with Exactly them, right? the same. <laughs> exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big deal. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Just before we continue with the expedition, my beer is empty. 
So we'll take a quick break, Ooh. grab a beer, and we'll come back. <laughs> right back. Neil Armstrong <laughs> in the cave system. God damn. God damn. Neil, a spell God damn spell Neil backwards. Ooh. Or Ian? Neil. What? Lian? <laughs> what what's the joke? What the joke you're know. setting up here? No, no. <laughs> Neil, they say Neil A, capital A, and then you spell backwards. Oh, alien. alien. Oh, oh, I get you. Right. <laughs> Just spell Neil backwards, like, Leon. Leon. <laughs> that Leon? Like, okay. <laughs> All right. We cracked it. Fell flat. We'll be right back. We're back. So you've got the moon man himself, mm-hmm. Neil fucking Armstrong, signed on to go explore <laughs> and find these caves that contain... The unwritten history, or the I don't know, unwritten history, undiscovered history of some type of advanced civilization. Uh, that it, all they're going off of is Von Daniken's uh, book. A civilization that took shelter upon the Younger Dryas impact, the fucking comet that hit the ice caps back. What was it twelve thousand eight hundred years ago? This civilization yes. took refuge in these caves and well, died inside and- the caves. What we're talking about here that they're like, they're going to explore because they want to rewrite history because this is a, you know, a a civilization that predates everything. I'm like, I'm like, yes, then like if, if what they're saying then in, in 1973 is like, it's like, or 1969, whenever they found it, it, it's like, oh, this would be crazy. But like now, if they came out and said that same thing, it'd be like, well, we have Gobeki Tepe. So is it around that time? Like we, we have civilizations that are, earlier and earlier and earlier that we know nothing about yet. So this wouldn't, I I think not as many people would be surprised if this kind of information came out today. I don't think there'd be, what are you doing, Andrew? Grabbing a spider. Oh, I thought you were like, Mm. I thought you were doing some sort of code, like a little violin or (laughs) cast a spell or doing a little violin (laughs) or something. Yeah. Fucking spiders just... (laughs) Charlotte's coming down, making her web. Dude, you're you're gonna wake up one day and there's gonna be a spider nest inside your computer. <laughs> yeah, that's the way of the road, boys. It's part of fucking doing a pod in the garage. It's friends with the spiders. Though. I'm one with the spiders. Yeah, must spider. become one yeah. with them. Listen, yeah. the truth is, is I figure this is my best bet on becoming fucking the next Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it. Just just blast your whole garage with with crazy radiation now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Order some uranium off of the Amazon.com. How do you think his computer's powered? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so this 60-person expedition traveled along a river uh, near the caves, which led to the caves, and they were following Van, da- Van Daniken's map, which he'd actually drawn in his book, uh, indicating where the caves were. So they had to take book uh, books. They had to take boats to get there. Um, uh, they, apparently, well, you know, they, they make no mention of, of a road running directly to this place, but they were saying it was rainy season. So there was some flooding. Increased so flooding. the easiest yeah. way, the easiest way to get there was to get by river, <clears throat> to go by boat. So they took their boats up there and then they trekked through the mountains. They've got a lot of great footage of them just like schlepping, I don't know, generators. A lot or of, like a lot this. of B-roll, a lot of B-roll of, Walking. That's the fellowship of the ring, just trucking over the. Over well, they were the hauling some stuff up those mountains. Like that was, yeah. Well, if you, didn't they? They ended up hiring like helicopters to fly in, mm-hmm. like supplies and stuff, because they were there which, for a while. Which also made me question if, because like when I read that, it was like they were trekking and they had helicopters resupply them as they were trekking. I'm like, 
Wouldn't it have been easier just to get the drop us to fly off? out and drop you off? <laughs> well, they, there, yeah, Mr. Moon Man. Did well, you not think of that? No, in, in their defense, though, they had to follow the tellings of the book, which which Absolutely. gave them an overland route. So they weren't exactly sure where they're going. Yeah. So uh, they, yeah. So they did set up a camp with the help of helicopters, and the helicopters were ferrying in a lot of the heavier supplies that they were going to pretty much set up this expedition for about four weeks. Is the I think the time that they said they were going to spend exploring these caves and exploring the surrounding uh, mountain valleys and and whatnot. So. The, the caves were located by the expedition and they were assured that this was the correct caves because they found the remains of Juan Moritz's original camp from 1969 there near the caves. So like, this is, so they weren't, this was it. They weren't lying. He went. Yeah. It was like, he was there and this is, we, you know, we saw <laughs> the remains of like his tents and stuff, like where he had set up, like this is the right cave. This is the yeah. right. <laughs> Unreal. Where we're going to go. Don't they know the golden rule? Leave no trace. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he had the legal deed. To, he can do whatever he wants. He has the legal deed. So. That's his. Yeah. <laughs> the case are his. He had, that's how they knew it was nailed to a tree. <laughs> They're like. Uh, so uh, within the cave, uh, once they got down in there, they, they they got the cavers to go down in there and and explore, uh, get everybody down there on the ground because you have to you have to abseil down into these caves. Like that's the, the easiest way to get in. There's like entrances to the cave, but the ones that were talked about Maurice and Von Daniken, like you have to actually go down into the caves, lower down by a rope pulley system oh. of some type. Um, yeah, pretty, uh, not something I would want to do. I've never a big caver. I don't think that's something. Like, I mean, I would, um, I would do it, but the, being that first guy getting lowered down, like, you don't want to be the first guy. What the fuck's down there, man? <laughs> you don't want to be that first guy. No way. Oh, that's why they brought Neil Armstrong. He's the first guy in the moon. Put him yeah. <laughs> first thing in a cave. It's like, dude, I've been to the moon. Boots on man. the ground, baby. Yeah, fucking cakewalk, boys. Uh, so within this cave, they were, you know, they were further validated uh, in their knowledge that they they were that this was the right cave because they found natural formations that were in line with Von Daniken's descriptions of what he saw. They judged them to be natural formations. They didn't look. They, yeah, there's fucking strange. rocks and bats and shit. Yeah, and it was a lot of Smoky stuff. Smoky in here. Uh, same place. It's got to be. Place. Exactly the same. Uh, but what what really kind of set it for him is they found the lintel structure that Von Daniken had uh, described uh, and claimed that could only be shaped by artificial means. And if you look up the Taos Caves, it's a pretty famous, I, I forget what it's called off the top of my head, but it's a, it's a specific formation. And it is it is very, like, it is very strange. Like, it's very cut, it's like, like golden arches. Like starting of a it. corridor, starting of like a corridor, and it's cut, it almost looks like it's been cut, like almost in 90 degree angles. Um, and they found that, and they're like, this is, this is what it is. I think it's, it's called Hall something. Like, it, it, like, one of the formations or one of the caverns is named after Stanley Hall. Like, when they went down there, they actually named it after him uh, in honor of the expedition that they set out there. So oh, that must have that must have pissed Merez off. People who aren't familiar what a lintel is, so a, like a, a lintel is a support like above a door. It's a little green bean thing. That's what I thought. <laughs> Vegetarian seed, <laughs> right? Lentil, yeah, lentils, lentils. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, a, a lintel is like. Well, I mean, in framings, like the technical term is a, a lintel, but they actually call them headers too. But it's pretty much just like 
You have an opening and above it, you need something to support oh, the like Okay, the, the, someone the, did his schooling. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. This guy, is, this guy was a carpenter. He, yeah. he doesn't even know what Can't it is. Can't you just call it wood like the rest of us? I put the yeah. wood above the door. It held it up. It's yeah, all good. The, the yeah. above door wood. Above door wood, the good yeah. shit. You know the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But so once they explored throughout these caves, you know, got, got to mapping them and stuff, they couldn't find any of the mysterious objects that had been just that had been said to be made of metal or any sort of strange materials. Um, really, they found the lasers, old, obviously. No, they didn't find the lasers. They didn't find the lasers. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how much of it. Like, I know the laser thing is is part of this, and then. But I think the I think Von Daniken in his book he says he, these things must have been shaped by lasers or he was afraid of taking a picture. There's something in the they book were, where he says I was told they were guarded by lasers, like <laughs> right. total fucking entrapment style. Well, he says in the book in the book, Daniken, hey, hey like, listen, I heard John Claude Van Damme was doing the full fucking yeah. uh, Catherine Zeta Jones where she's fucking dipping under these yeah. laser beams. Yeah, that guy, that guy, it looked yeah. like he got looked like he got fried by a couple. <laughs> Boys, listen, if you look up hypertension in the dictionary, that's that face is there. That is the international uh, sign for high blood pressure. That uh, guy looks like he's gonna fucking blow up. He did, he did, he does mention in his book having a, a kind that, of like a fear in the back of his head that perhaps these these uh, riches a fear of type two diabetes. Is that yeah. what he's fucking complaining about? That's what he looks like. Yes. Uh he does mention that he had a, a kind of a fear of perhaps that these these riches and these artifacts had been would be guarded by some type of laser, <laughs> laser defense. Booby traps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does say that. I always he think riches in like the food was too rich. Right. Um, they just, I mean, I chalked it up to them. Just he, he obviously said, brain by that picture. He's not scared of rich food, but yeah. <laughs> all right. He's not counting calories. <laughs> no. Um, but of those objects that the, the, the numerous and like countless riches, three, you know, 2000 pages and, and whatnot of these artifacts that had Maritz had shown Von Daniken in these caves, the, the Stanley Hall expedition didn't find hide nor hair of these artifacts they didn't find anything well it's pretty simple dan it's pretty it's, it's pretty simple why they didn't find it exactly so the book comes out 1969 it's it's, it's well, 70 76 or like 74 and 10 something no it's because isn't this the expedition in 73 uh this is the 76 expedition. oh 76 okay so it comes so it's whatever it comes out in 73 73 yeah so there's three years before the release of the book and by the time the expedition gets down there. So who's to say a smaller, more organized team, you know, heavily funded by some secret organization that's trying to hide the truth, gets down there, loots the cave ahead of them, takes all remnants of all the artifacts out. Well, and let's, let, and let's not forget this on Zell, on your point there. Juan himself, the the man with the deed, if you don't remember, uh, he he had gone there a full year before taking Von Daniken back, right? So it, a full year had passed between the time where he had been there and seen these things. And he only went got, once, right? Yeah, and got the deeds and brought Van Daniken back, right? So from Von Daniken going to 1976, what is that, like eight, seven years? Why wouldn't Juan have gone and taken these things for himself? Right or hired a third party to go and extract. Why does he got to take it? He owns it. Yeah, he's but got the deed. That's why you would take them out. It's all his. Oh yeah, but why would he take Von Danigan down there and to be like, oh, weird? Everything's missing. No, it's no. This is it. He had to. 
No, this is it because we're like, so we're in 76. So we have years and years of UFOs and ET theories and abductions. You know, there's all the stories of the men in black or some organization that seems to try and cover up, cover up this either ancient aliens or aliens visiting now or whatever the situation is. So if we have 30 years plus, you know, we have 30 years since Roswell at this time. So this organization now is very sophisticated. Many, many layers deep, let's say. The book comes out, like, oh shit, another secret's been revealed. Let's get down there. They go down, they just get rid of it all. This fucking, and then when they spend all this money, this huge expedition supposed to, you got fucking Neil Armstrong supposed to, you know, he's the he's the poster child of this expedition. And then when they go oh, down to there, expose it, find, oh, yeah. find nothing, yeah. it right. throws more right. dirt on the theory. What about what? the... The Schwar people, though, no, wouldn't see, they know? Wouldn't, I, they, wouldn't they have reported a bunch of people? Maybe they never really big, explored the caves that well. I Yeah, but they would have had to go past those shore people to get there, wouldn't they? Not Well, whatever, tech, they got neuralizers. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Zap their memories they and got, walk in. They have yeah. magic powers. They have something. They just, they, yeah, they, yeah. Got, they got KGB spy okay, no, psychics I'm, that can erase people's it, memories, dude. I, like, yeah. I, get, I love the idea of bringing in Neil Armstrong just to fucking... Okay. You know, just to like, hey, this is the most credible guy we know. He's been to the fucking moon. He didn't see anything. Nothing's there. But, but Forget about it, man. Eh? He says he didn't see anything. Maybe he did. Exactly. Maybe this is like an Admiral Bird situation where, cover you up. know, right, where they come back and they're like, yeah, there was nothing there. And they're like, why'd you, why'd you suffer losses? Why'd what you. What about everybody else? Right? What about How everyone many else? Were involved? From, why would everybody people? else cover it up other than. Maybe fucking- there's not. Maybe there's other people saying it, but they're nobodies, right? They're nobodies. And you got Neil Armstrong being like, Nothing. And if if that team yeah, was that whole guy also said there was nothing there. Yes, but if their plants, if their plants to get this, like they went, they they were the team that went and extracted the stuff, and they go, nothing was there. These guys are liars. There was nothing, and they're like, it was all there. What do you mean? And they're like, nope, sorry, couldn't find nothing, not a thing, not a shred of evidence, nothing, nada, zip. Right. So they're then everybody was in on it because then then they're embar- then it embarrasses Juan and Von Daniken. Right, they're not taken seriously. Right, and you ha- tells me Von Daniken's got thick skin. No, that's <laughs> what 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 tells you that <laughs> his blood is at the surface. Yeah, there's not a lot there. No, I'm saying that they didn't have to be in on it. Like they're not covering up. They went there and there was something. I'm saying they went there. They took it. It out. was not mm-hmm. there when they got there. It yeah, was already that been seems removed. more likely. It's already been removed. So they got there. They're like, oh, there's nothing here. Like this is this is the- seems like such a fucking big operation that would have to happen with no one being like witnessing it though right why would it have to be a big operation though because those those tables and those chairs are made of some type of material that was heavy than steel <laughs> they went in and they took helicopters to get there boys. they went in with some high directed energy weapons and they melted all the stuff down and they slurped it out with a giant fucking but why would you why would you melt it down? Because then it just becomes its primary. Like it's, then there's no evidence. Like, then there's no evidence at all. It's gone. If it was easy peasy, like guys would be wearing black leotards oh, and a fucking oh, tube. They dumped it in the river. Dip it in there. Hold on. On Zell's point, maybe this is maybe the metal in this place is some is like some of that like metal not found on Earth. So maybe when they go in there and this and like applied with some sort of frequency or something, the metal becomes a, a different shape becomes a liquid, whatever. Like it's it's pliable. Yeah, maybe right. <laughs> maybe man. And then they slurp it up with the HVAC truck. Yeah. Like, but then how do you get sure. it? Back? Okay. Now now okay. explain to us how they get it back into its original form with all the printed text that I had on there. Well, they took they didn't melt it all down. Down. They took some maybe, of the tablets off. 
Maybe just so need why would you even take glasses. this stuff out yeah. if you're just going to melt it down? <laughs> they had to melt the really oh, heavy fuck. stuff. They couldn't move it. The tablets they could take out because they're just fucking their tablets. So somehow I got it up to like, you know. Okay, like, hold uh, on. <laughs> let's let's think about this though. How like they they do have if this was if this is what we're gonna believe is that they a team went in before I'm, 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 this expedition, I'm right? I'm in. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. I mean, they had a big window of time to get it done, right? In years. Like I get I get we're saying that yeah, there there's some obstacles, some big obstacles, but they had years. They had years, <laughs> years. to figure this stuff out. You still have to go to the Schwar people. So why don't why, the not, not people? if you fly in? Why? Not if you just why fly would you in? have to go to the Schwar? Yeah, but people. the Schwar people would be like, "Hey, that's weird. We saw a helicopter." Even if you're these caves are in dense jungle. Like even if you were to fly people in and you were gonna fast rope them down into the jungle, they had lidar. Like you would still have to know where the- <laughs> they had lidar back then. <laughs> Merez, Merez would have to be in on it. Yeah, that's the only thing that I could I could buy. But that being said, like, why would again, he? Do you not think? I don't even think he'd know where it was from the air, though. Like, how would you even yeah. get in there from the air? Like, lifting this stuff out. But like, you still have to schlep the stuff out. Like, you'd still yep. need more. Because the sure uh, people even, would remember seeing something like that, and they would like. What do they have to gain? Do they all got paid? <laughs> the next time? By the time Hall and fucking Neil Armstrong went, they all got fucking big screen TVs. They yeah. got fucking gold chains. <laughs> it should be but, like I don't know what happened, but it's <laughs> nothing. It's, but, all, it's uh, all good. It's not like the media is going to the swarm people and be like, "Hey, what happened?" No, but Hall and Neil Armstrong went through there. Yeah, and what they said, he said, I'm the fucking moon guy. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm going <laughs> oh, to the caves. Yeah. Moon guy. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck's the moon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what? We don't know. We don't, oh, we don't call it the moon. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty we sure call it something different. Moon is. Yeah. Well, they don't even uh, speak English, Dan. I mean, they probably speak Spanish, so they know. They probably have people there that speak Spanish. I'd imagine. (laughs) If you never heard the translation, they get all the way there and they're like, they're not like they're not like an uncontacted tribe. Like they do have people. Oh, so not wearing loincloths. But were you there, Dan? Were you there? Yeah, I fucking saw. I watched the documentary from 1976. (laughs) Buddy, Father Crispy (laughs) brought them the Word of God and all that. They were speaking English, right? No, Spanish. Or Spanish, maybe Italian. No. Yeah, but Father Crispy was a white dude. Was he? He's a red dude. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not Father that's Crispy. Not, that's no. I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> Father Crispy. Danikin's boys. not Father Crispy. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, All right. Well, okay. Well, I, well, we'll leave the hypothetical for now. Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about right now? So, brain talk about melting space metal. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. H back it out of there on a porta potty truck. What if you need special space glasses to see them? And they were there the whole time. Mm -hmm. In response to getting pretty much ruthlessly dragged through a number of widely read periodicals, Von Daniken and Moritz both made responses, public responses, saying that the expedition led by Stanley Hall must have gone to the wrong caves. Must, they must said have. that they went to the wrong caves. It wasn't the correct one. That's why they didn't find anything. So, you know, subsequent expeditions to the Tayos Caves have been mounted. There are other smaller expeditions to explore these caves and try to uncover the secret of the metal library because it has persisted to this day. And even as, you know, 2018, uh, Expedition Unknown, the TV show uh, with Josh Gates, returned to the cave with Stan Hall's, Stanley Hall's actual, his daughter, or granddaughter, I'm not sure. It's daughter. Like it's daughter, daughter. Eileen yeah. Hall. And they, you know, whole things documented. They found that lintel-like formation. And they actually mapped out, like, additional 
more of the cave than had previously been explored. Uh, they found like a cool, like a huge, like like a giant chimney structure that they found. Uh, man-made. Like, not, like an actual, not a man-made, like oh, natural formation. God. But um, you had to go underwater to get to it. It was pretty neat. Um, but they explored into there and they, they actually added on to the maps of those caves. But they found that lentil-like formation that everyone kind of talked about. And But that, the, that was the, else. They that was the telling feature, but they couldn't find anything else. Here's well, a stupid saying. question, though. Is, yeah. is there a chance that that lentil formation there, is there a chance that there, there could have been caused from like running water? Uh, the, the, like, like smoothed out <laughs> by water that was flowing down there at some well, point? Well, if you take the... the yeah. <laughs> the explanation that they give within uh, on Expedition Unknown, like talking about, it, it, like it's a geological formation that it is like it's formed by layers of sediment that actually just come off. Like so, you have like different layers of sediment laying on top of each other. It's sandstone. So sometimes these parts will break off and and pretty regular formations and okay. making it look artificial, but it's actually just a natural formation. Well, the, the, all, okay. all these okay. caves are like are built in like sandstone, which is very easily. Eroded, malleable, it's eroded is very easily eroded. Okay, right. right. But it, and they had like there was a, a really a, a bunch of cool like stalactites like my formations in the cave itself, like just like you know thousands of years of water, calcium, whatever fall, well, falling down. Just like you had these huge structures that are pretty neat. Like it says, caves are cool. I don't want to go into a cave. I don't really enjoy caves. But I'm like it is pretty neat to see. I liked this video. is the bad cave. I'm I like going into the cave and then finding the smallest. Like pathway you can get, and then oh, wedging my no. body in and squirming no. through, having Man. to pull my body through the cave. No thanks. And then not knowing what's on the other and side. And then getting yeah, and then getting stuck and dying. It's <laughs> one way to go. You got to go. You got you know. Everyone's got to go somehow. It's got to be one of like that <laughs> slowly. And it's even it's even more intense when you do it while the cave is submerged in water, which is what me and Braden did in Mexico one time. It was a really bad idea. Yeah, I, looking back, I'm like, we're lucky we didn't die. Hey, do you think that cave pops up somewhere? I don't know. We should dive under and find out. Just shredded by barnacles. Just shredded by barnacles. Shredded. Pull me back. Pull me back. Uh, we mentioned before the name Father Carlos Crespi, uh, who is actually, you know, to go into a little bit about him, he was a Salesian monk who was born in Italy in 1891, and he had studied anthropology at the University of Milan before becoming part of the actual clergy. So as a Catholic priest, he was assigned to the city of Cuenca, Ecuador. And so for 59 years there, he's participated in a number of humanitarian projects among the Ecuadorian city, as well as the native tribes surrounding the area, which included the, the native Shuar people. Now, he established things like an orphanage, educational facilities, all of that kind of things. And he, he was seemingly well-liked by the people of Cuenca. And so his relationship with the people in Cuenca resulted in a number of residents bringing him items and supposed artifacts from the jungles. Like they, they knew that he had an interest in these kinds of things, you know, talking to him about the history of the area, folklore, these things. He's, he's educated in the area of anthropology and he would pay, he would pay small handouts uh, for the gift of the items, uh, you know, often generous with the with the objects that he would, and he was often generous with the objects that he would accept. So um, he he amounted this, this large collection of figurines and pottery and carvings uh, somewhere around, they said like when, when it all totaled, it was something like 50,000 pieces. Jesus. 
of uh, that were in his collection. Now, 25,000 like pickle babies. <laughs> probably half of those were probably pickle babies. There was a lot um, of shrunken heads. There were, yes, there was, there yeah, was actually, those were among heads. the, those things were he had actually shrunken heads. He had elongated skulls. He had like a whole Lung, bunch of shit. Num- a lot of skulls, not just like elongated, like a lot, a of, lot skulls. of skulls, <laughs> a lot of skulls. Um, but some of the more interesting items were reported to be metal plates with curious designs carved or stamped onto them. And their Ooh, description interesting. bore a resemblance to the thin metal leaves that Moritz said he had discovered in the Taos caves. So Father Crespi was actually, is you know, he became associated with the Taos caves and these metal plates were suspected to be plates that had been brought out Crespi's a thief. from the caves by the, well, they had been given to him. That's what he says. He someone. went, he's found the caves. He stole the plates. It's all, him. well, he didn't steal them. Somebody else did maybe and gave them to him. Well, maybe. how do we know he how did? We know he he didn't. befriended the sure people. They told him all about the fucking he, caves. He had the access. Like, well, boys. He had the clout. He had the <laughs> access. He could have got in there. Oh, man, absolutely. Um, so, uh, it, there is this whole kind of mystery where like, uh, at, at one point, like the, the, the church that he had worked on, uh, had, had caught on fire at some point, And it was kind of said that his collection had gone missing. There was like a point well, in time, I guess what they said it would. The it church caught on fire, the orphanage that he like was named after him and a school. Like it was all targeted things that like all were directly linked to him. Cause he held all the stuff. He held all the. He didn't stuff. pay his, he didn't pay. <laughs> for the when he put together his ragtag tag oceans sixty team, he didn't pay any of the guys. <laughs> they torched him. Um, I mean, they 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 have. Um, there is a section in the nineteen seventy six original documentary where they go and visit with Crespi and they talk with him. And there's footage of them uh, at Stanley Hall talking to him and having a translator, uh, you know, go back and forth and asking him about. And he shows him the metal plates he show he asks him to see the metal plates he shows him these metal plates and they are these large uh thin sheets of some type of metal with designs and that are uh different different designs shapes like uh figures of humans animals kind of so very like similar to what Danikin described at least and those are the ones that were filmed in the 70s right right because those like the, from what I understand there was gold carvings hieroglyphs and some uh Sumerian figurines so yeah he there are pictures there are photos of of figurines that look like the 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 traditional like the the guardian bulls or whatever they call them the, the that you find on on certain structures in Babylon and like Samaria like ancient Samaria you you see these these figures of the the, the human headed bulls and stuff and having these those objects along with probably I think one of the most interesting ones was he had this type of he had this one sheet of metal uh, some type of metal whether it was gold or whatever I don't think it was ever uh, 100% confirmed but he does have pictures of him holding it and pictures of it being taken uh, it, it had it contained a bunch of tiny little squares and in each square was was stamped a, a different character and I think Von Daniken in his book he goes on to kind of suspect that this this was probably some type of alphabet and like the Inca people, like within the Andes and stuff had never, he, he kind of says that the Inca people never had an alphabetical, you know, at the time he wrote the book, like they were never known to have an alphabetical language and right. they used mostly characters and, and stuff like this, pictor, pictograms and, and things like that. Um, uh, probably similar to the Aztecs. And, um, and so he said that, you know, this is something that is probably from an ancient civilization, that this is perhaps an alphabetical language from some ancient undiscovered civilization. Now, that specific piece, I don't think has ever been recovered. 
um, that that specific piece has gone missing. The rest of the collection, the rest of the collection was actually recovered and does sit within the uh, the central bank of uh, central Ecuadorian banks private collection. E- even the little that, statues of the Sumerian stuff. Now the Sumerian stuff no. too. That stuff is no. also no. Not it's there. not. It's missing. It's missing. That stuff when is they, not When there. they did when they did the uh, what's that fucking thing? I got it in my notes. Um, Ancient origins. When they went there and filmed. That along with the gold plates and the hieroglyphs were missing. Yes, yeah, so yeah. those, those they never got yeah. that stuff on film. No, no. But, but the, they did see pictures of it in the seventies. But when the when they the ancient origins uh, went there, they didn't see any no. of it. So right. that was so the, it, it. Was photographed earlier. So they he for whatever means that he had that in his collection, like these artifacts from like that region of the world, seemingly right. out of place for the time. So the theories are connected like, okay, so people found this in the area. They said maybe in the caves and brought it to him. Zell, maybe in the caves? Absolutely in the caves. Deep, <laughs> deep. Thousand percent deep in the caves. I think, I think Crespi was a proponent of that. You know, later in his life, he did become like a proponent of a theory of being like ancient Mesopotamians had visited uh, South America at some point. I, I'm pretty I sure he said Hannibal himself yes, had he, visited. Yeah, yeah. 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 While he was waging war on the Romans, I guess yeah. at some point in his long life. way to yeah. go on an elephant. Yeah, is yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, those specific pieces were never found, but the rest of the collection is is now held. You know why they weren't found? Why is that? Do you want to know why they weren't found? I boys? want to. Yes, uh-huh. I think I I think I got figured out. All right, to be uh-huh. honest with you. Cool. Uh-huh. Okay, so we know Crespi was a man of God. He befriended the Shur people. The Shur people had access to these caves. They knew about the caves. Mm-hmm. They loved him. This man has a fucking statue built. And I forget the name of the city, Dan. The stars of the sea. The name of the city that he lived in. Crispyville. Quaint. Crispyville. Yeah. Basically Crispyville. All right. They loved him. He's got a they loved him. He's their state. They've been petitioning to have him a, a fucking saint. Yeah. All that type of shit. This guy's the fucking man. All right. He befriends these people. All right. He's an anthropologist. He loves history. These people start bringing him these artifacts and they see how excited he gets from it. And they're like, you know what? We know where to get more of these. We're going to get more. We're going to bring more. And by the time this guy's got his whole museum set up and he's got all these beautiful artifacts that he loves. There's there's film taken of them. We have evidence of it in the 70s, supposedly. Right? So we knew he has it. Okay? All of a sudden, he has to sell his collection to the central bank. Now, technically... He's a man of God. He's a father. He doesn't own this museum. Who owns it? God. The church. Mm. The church owns this. So the church takes all the shit that is, you know what? All this stuff's irrelevant. This is cheap. You want to know where all the fucking gold tablets and the and the, the hieroglyphs and all that shit is? Vatican. It's in the fucking Vatican archives. That's it. That's because a, that's, that's, I'm telling you boys, for sure. See, and I, I like that theory of like, so after one, uh, you know, Claims the deed, like obviously the shawarma people are are seeing shawarma sure. 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 people, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Obviously, I tried. Sh- I tried making that joke earlier and it did not land. I don't right. know why it's funnier when you said right. it. But it's good. Uh, when the shawarma people, uh, like they see him going in there and they're like, "Hey, what's all this? What's this guy 
Like maybe we should check some more of it out. So like maybe they just started funneling this stuff out, like you said, right? Like if over the course of like when he comes back with Von Daniken and then leaves, and there's like that big window, they're just funneling stuff out. Maybe right? Crispy, hey, well, maybe Crispy isn't as good of a guy as we thought he was. And basically, he's like, hey, he taught them the word of God, and he's like, hey, you want to be saved by God? Bring me these fucking plates. That's your way to fucking God, right? Or he that's got, how, or that's he your got, salvation. Or he got one and he sent it to the Vatican. They're like, get them all. We get yeah. the, they, get them all now, right? So maybe it's one of those situations where it's like, you know what? Like who has enough power to kind of orchestrate something like this before this team's organized? The Vatican, they got, I mean, they got tons of pull. So maybe I like that theory. I like that theory, Andrew. It's, it, it, it's not theory, boys. It's fact. Yeah. Science fact. All right. Science fact. You heard it here. Yeah. I like it, it though. That's, that's, close, that's, that's a good theory. It's over. So uh, now the pl- the plates were actually still there, or at least what were assumed to be the plates that were described well, the, uh, by uh, yeah, thrown on the Danica. fucking ground. Yeah, yeah. First yeah. of all, these, the central bank <laughs> has his collection. All his stuff is like do. nicely. It's all cataloged. Cataloged yep. in a nice like warehouse style with racks and shelves and everything. <laughs> so it's they clean. investigate nice. all the shelves and they're like, what about the plates? And they're like, oh, the plates, plates. Oh, yeah, we got another storage room for the plates. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, like, has he opens the door and there's one in the way and he just kicks it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, they're over here. <laughs> shit. But honestly, the way they're just, like, obviously, like, I'm not exaggerating, they're strewn out around the, ro- uh, around the room. They're all on the ground and stuff. It's literally like they took what they wanted from it and threw the, the rest on the fucking ground. This is true. Like, God fucking pooched well, it. Those, right? yeah. like, those were judged to be fakes or inauthentic. Like, the these... Sheets of metal were just like modern day metal, either aluminum or tin yeah, or something. Like this is a fucking and, California license plate. What the yeah, fuck is this you, doing? Here? You pu- yeah, you pull them up and you bored. look at them. You're like, I like I would be like any any third grader. It looks like of some of them look like you took a piece of metal <laughs> on a table with a rock and then hammered yeah. a design into it, flipped yeah. it over and went, here you go. Yeah, someone spent time making these, but I don't think they were, uh, they'd been around. I wouldn't uh, say they're uh, the work of an artist. No, um, okay, at least okay. in the Expedi- Expedition Unknown, they like they do do like a, a, a I think it's not these ones at least. Spectrometer. Not the ones they found are works of an artist at least. No. Um, okay, and- what about this though? What about this? Let's say like the, on that same token that <clears throat> the shawarma people were bringing these things down to them. Sure. Shawarma. Maybe they were. The maybe shawarma they were- people from now on. Yeah, maybe no, they were. Uh, no. I don't think they'll mind. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they were listen. banging, right? They were. They were like, "Oh, he likes these," and they're like, you know, maybe they're getting a couple, you know, a couple box toss their way. So they start making forgeries, and he's just like, "Yeah, sure, here, hey, all right, give me a good one I with them." Like I said, be- he was very, he was very generous in the things that he had accepted into his collection, and it was remarked on that he. Uh, some of the relationships that he had with with the people of the city and the surrounding areas, like he knew that they, you know, they had their pride and he never wanted people to feel like people who knew him personally, you know, talk about him not wanting people to feel like they um, would, he would just give them money. He knew they wouldn't <clears throat> accept like handouts from the church, like charity. They wouldn't accept charity, but they would accept But he, he'll take those fucking discs. So that we got to make some knockoff ones, right? And they come and he doesn't have the heart to be like, I know this one's not real, but it's it's fine. Or it was some kid being like, I know that we need some money to buy food for next week. So maybe I can hammer out this piece of tin that I found and, and you know, get money. Yeah. For and it'll be like the discs he likes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
So some of that could have been thrown in there and, and it's just like, yeah, whether they were actual, uh, some of that stuff and it just got mixed up in there and he's just helping people out. It's, it's still up for debate about what it all it is because some of the pieces, like we said, that, that at least that most impressive piece is still missing about what it was. And, and some of those artifacts were made of precious metals. They said that some of them were made of gold or silver or things like that. So if some of that went missing, nobody knows where it's at. It could be sitting in some dude's private collection somewhere. Uh, well, this, that belongs in museum. the, the same people who, <laughs> you know, went and uh, robbed the cave of all the stuff, burned down Chris, Crispy's church and everything, all his belongings, try to eliminate the evidence. So what didn't burn was these alien artifacts that he possessed in the back room. They picked those up upon inspecting the burned building, ran away, and that's where they are. That's where the Sumerian artifacts, the ET artifacts, someone stole them all. That's what happened. That It's fucking Catholic church. Vatican. The fingerprints all over it. There, how many, the how many miles of fucking shelves are in the Vatican archives? Like 500 miles of shelves or some crazy? Vatican archives. That's where we got to go. That's where the secrets lie. That's yeah. Storm the Vatican, boys. So, yeah. yeah. Fuck Area 51. Storm the Vatican. Want the truth. I think they tried yeah, to do that absolutely. last time after Storm the 51. Storm the Vatican? The, yeah, I think that was one of the they things. They probably all got shot. <laughs> uh, you got to mess with those Swiss guards, man. Don't wanna fuck, they got fucking halberds. I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> Swiss guards? Yeah, the Swiss guards. The vat- yeah, the fucking wavy knife. Yeah. Are they called they call the Swiss guards? They have some sort of name that is specific. Oh, I think like, like, isn't Vatican's in Yeah, they're it is, all, yeah. Crimson Guards. They're all in red. They got lightsabers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't want to fuck with lightsabers either. No, it's not like the force pikes. They have force pikes. Oh, force, oh, force pikes, pikes, right. right. Not worthy of the lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Oh, force pikes are pretty good too. <laughs> I just well, they can fight them. lightsabers with them, right? Yes. Can they deflect yeah. blaster blaster bolts? And I don't know. Mm. Come back to that one. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I think. I think that uh, maybe Crispy did have a lot of these artifacts that maybe were from the cave and the same people who initially stole most of the stuff from the cave maybe burned down all the shit, took the rest of it. Off they go. Left Left the shitty plates, the forgeries. Took the recipe for dark matter and interstellar travel from those other metal plates with them. I I think we solved it. I think that might be it. I think that's it. Case closed. Consider that a win for the boys. Chalk, chalk it up. <laughs> Put it on the board. The, the caves themselves, <laughs> if you just look up the caves, like the formations, they're fucking, they're really cool caves. Yeah. Top-notch caves. Top-notch. Not the, not the biggest cave network, but really cool caves nonetheless. Yeah. Real popular, the Splunkers. Yeah, I'd splunk in there anytime. We'll splunk around in there. <laughs> Dan's coming. We'll send him down first, and I will hang out outside. <laughs> Andrew, would you go? Uh, would you go splunking? Ah, uh, probably. I feel like you guys would probably pressure me into it. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I could do this, no problem. And I'd be in there and be like, this fucking sucks ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, complaining the whole way. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I hate this. It's hot, <laughs> shitty. It's just feet of just, you know, three feet of bat guano that you're stepping through oh, and just yeah. chock full of bugs. No, I, I I don't think it would bother me that much. I'd probably do it. You got those whip scorpions and stuff in there oh, too. Like, hey, you got those things oh. around in there. Anyways. Anyways, he changes his mind. mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Well, pretty, pretty soon you're going to be Spider-Man, so the arachnids, Mind the arachnids you, will not bother you. Here's the thing. I feel like people, like me and Dan would excel in the cave environment. 
Yes. Right. You guys would be ducking. Your backs would hurt me down. Sure. We'd be fucking clipping around full Listen, speed. The first, the first thin spot, I'm stuck. I'll be like, okay, well, let me know how it is, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll wait for you here. <laughs> uh, but that is the mystery of the metal library, and whether it is still there or it was uh, trapped in some type of you know temporary, temporal, dimensional thing, and just winked out of existence. It was teleported back oh, to its home planet. That's Who a good knows? theory too. No, it was theory. it was there. They weren't lying about it. Because why would they lie? Yeah. Why would they lie in their book? They disturbed. They disturbed the the temporal uh, the <laughs> temporal bubble that it was held within for preservation. And once it popped, it just we do know why existence. they would lie. Because fucking John Claude Van Dannegan admits to why he lied. He taught. He does it in the Playboy. God damn it! Interview. I hope someday you get to call that <laughs> call him that to his face. Before he, he did though. At some point. No, yeah, I'm saying. I, no, I hope you get to call him Jean Claude Van oh. Daniken. Like, oh, Jean Claude Van Daniken. Nice to meet you. Like, that's oh, who fuck. it is. Isn't uh, that his fucking pretty name? Pretty much. No. Close enough. But no, he did he he <laughs> did admit to, to exaggerating his claims in his book. In this in book? a Playboy interview. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, so he did. there was a 1978 interview in Playboy magazine uh yeah. where he was, was pretty he was put the, wasn't he was put, in Playboy, was he? Oh my god. Yeah. No. No, <laughs> this is this him. was back when that was this oh, was back look when at you could say guy. that I yeah. Well, this but is back is, in the day that you could read Playboy and be like, I read it for the articles because Playboy used to have pretty good Listen, articles. I actually like, went back to try and read this one because I got an old school catalog, but the fucking pages are stuck together. <laughs> so I couldn't get the interview. But. Um, uh, yeah, he did have a pretty... Uh, the, the interview kind of raked him over the coals. Like They really got into him. And, it's uh, a classy magazine. It can't is. have scumbags like Jean-Claude Van Dannegan in it. And asked him asked him about this and told him that, that Maritz denies ever taking... Von Daniken to the caves. Like there's, it is alleged that they had some type of falling out that Von Daniken published his book and he was making money and Maritz didn't really get the credit that he was owed or he felt like he got slighted in the deal and that, uh, you know, they had the type of falling out. And then Von Daniken accused uh, Maritz or, or said that Maritz was denying these things you know, that, that they had ever went there because the Ecuadorian government was going to have him assassinated if he, uh, if he let out the information that these they things po- actually They existed. actually did poison him, but he never died. He just <laughs> looks the way he does now. It looks like he's always conti- like just continuously dying. And the in the interview, he is, he is asked specifically about the Tayos caves and about his experience there. And, um, you know, when they, they kind of grill it and they kind of dig into it and talking about it, um, uh, he did say that he exaggerated a, a bit and he said that it is uh, in doing so he was kind of doing it in the tradition of what most authors do when you're not doing pure science you can add some type of dramatic effect uh, yeah to there's your a cool writing. German word for it dramatische <laughs> Uh, it's like dramatische effect is what yeah. he said um, and you can you know, he, he says that he exaggerated a lot of it and he may or may not have made it up. Like, I, you know, that's Let's not, kind like, of I, I think one thing that <laughs> a lot of people forget about uh, Von Daniken is that he is a convicted criminal. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> what was he convicted, convicted of? of? Fraud. Fraud. <laughs> yeah. I think fraud. Yeah. He spent I'm time sure in the slammer. Yes. Uh, right. For a little bit. And then his, uh, I think his dad, like, bailed him out pretty much like his, his family got him out and then uh, secured him a, a couple positions here and there and about like, whatever you know like Dan was saying like he he kind of fell off the the map for a while 
Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, Von Daniken has had a long and storied career. Uh, he is, you know, a the, fraud the, of yes of that. And Persona- uh, he got busted for impersonating the Human Torch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. Um, <laughs> Flame on. <laughs> oh, man. Are you sure? Hey, we're just doing this because he was a... Hey, disclaimer, he was a fucking asshole to Dan and Zell. Nah, I mean... He, he was. was. He's just he being, was a fucking just, dick to you guys. So being, fuck him. Red bitch. A little bit of a, uh, you know what? Like, and now that he's done with aliens, it's going to be nice to see him as Red Hulk in the Thunderbolts. <laughs> yeah. Here, okay, here's here's uh, his uh, history of crime. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he had a criminal record. He was convicted of theft at 19. Mm-hmm. He left school right. after that. So he took, he took a short stint in jail. Then he took a, became a hotelier. Right. A hotelier, I guess. A hotelier. A hotelier. Yeah, okay. uh, then convicted of embezzlement. All right. Uh, took another hotel position, stole money there too, falsifying sure. records in order to obtain tens of thousands <laughs> in fraudulent loans to finance mm-hmm. his interest in space aliens. Yeah. It's, uh, and then he would be convicted, dedicated. Of, convicted of <laughs> embezzlement and fraud yet again, serving a year in prison. Yeah. Um, yeah. What age? At this, it does. Uh, he's so, pretty young. He's still in his twenties in that. Life, yeah. So, so at this, he's think. like twenty-four at this time. He's been yeah. in a year. It's, in it's honestly the frontal lobe isn't complete. It's honestly <laughs> no. Like we'll give him a break. It's kind of it's a little mind-boggling to me that he's as revered in our space as he is. Because just quick round table here. Uh, how many of you guys uh, convicted of a criminal offense? Anyone here? Zell? No, nothing. Andrew. Nope. Dan. Nope. nope. Have I committed wow. criminal activity that would lead? No, no, no! Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! We're okay. Uh, We're talking found guilty in the court of law, my friend. No, definitely not. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. no. But what I'm saying is, like, when you have someone that's serial, like, I, I would give someone one. Like, you know what? Like, you're 19, you yeah, get caught stealing. You got, a, you got a theft under. Sure, you've changed around. You're like, that was embarrassing. I don't know why I did that. You know, I, me and Zell could have been busted a whole bunch of times as Zellers uh, stealing <laughs> hockey pads when we were kid, when we were kids, right? Those fucking you know road I mean? hockey pads are expensive, man. Yeah, we're we're not bad You're people. Talking about boys, the lowest price is law. That you never get a yeah, better well, deal than you will at Zellers. Well, Come yeah, on. we did. Free. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, free ninety nine. Yeah. Um, but it, it, what I'm saying is, that, like, you know, like, when you have a pattern of this criminal behavior, and like, God, it's like. You're, you're like, I hate to say it, Von Duncan. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> right? I hate to say it. You're a piece of shit. And then you cut, and then, and then you just scream at my friends when they're trying to do yeah, a panel to read the Bible. That's what, Go fuck yeah. yourself, Von yeah, Duncan. Hey. No, he's, hey, he's a red so, bitch. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been said. It's been said. He's, he's pretty much, I think he has a permanent chip on his shoulder, is kind of what his deal is. It's because, uh, like we because said, he's before, a red bitch. Well, his, his whole, the whole ancient alien theory, like that dropped off. Like in the eighties, like eighties, nineties, that whole thing kind of yeah. dipped and off. And so did he, because there was no more fucking didn't. money to embezzle. He dropped off the radar for a long time until ancient aliens popped out, and then it's like, boom! Like, hey, you remember from what, the ashes. Remember what I wrote? <laughs> Coming back, and then you know, and and this is his whole like his whole thing now. Career is I told you so. That's his whole thing. Like now that ancient aliens is wildly popular and the ancient alien astronaut, the ancient alien, ancient a astronaut toe to theory so. is a out fucking there. Toe to that's so. his whole 
stick now kind of is and that's that his i guess that's his priority is being a skin suit that screams read the bible this is a, a direct he has been he has been accused of being a biblical, biblical literalist yes. a direct uh, <laughs> like an actual recording of what happened when me and dan interviewed him okay um oh hey eric if uh if someone new to the field of like ancient astronaut theory was like just approach you like just with one question like where, what, where, where, like, what's the best evidence? Like, where would I start? Like, what's the one, <laughs> the one thing that you could point me to that I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I'm gonna look into that. And Eric Van D- Fondanikin said, "What, Dan? You could read the Bible. Look at <laughs> the Bible. The people would not make this stuff up. It would not. They would be in the Bible. They would not write it down. They don't have the imagination to come up with these types of concepts. This is in the Bible that they say that the angels came down and that they are honest and they were aliens. That's that's, per, that's pretty, pretty much, much what he said. Is he African? <laughs> no, he's he's like oh. Belgian, I think, or something. Belgian, or Swiss, or Swiss, or something, something like that. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. But that's how he well, talks. Sounds this, like you're about to say Wakanda forever. <laughs> I asked I asked him a very simple question, like Zell said. I said he's a fucking. I just simple. wanted to know what what piece of evidence would you point to that would be the biggest uh, that that supports your theory about ancient astronauts and like them coming down here. And then he told he pretty much told us to go read the Bible. Just, and he said like, everything. Okay. Go read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. He said a lot of stuff, and then he's like, "Go read the Bible." And I was like, "Okay, okay, cool." Cool, dude. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to Thanks. read the Bible again. I read it when I was I'm a not, kid. Yeah, I'm not going to read it again. I've, <laughs> I've done it. I've, I've been there. <laughs> been there. Done that. But yeah. you know, we we talked about this show. Like, I, honestly, I put him in a category with bullshit artists such as Rick Dyer. Like, really. <laughs> well, like, at least really. He, at least he wrote a book. He a wrote a book. Books, couple, well, right? few, how many books did he write? A, a lot of books. Quite a, quite yeah, a few he's, books. He's written yeah. quite a number. You could have an Eric Von Daniken library. Yeah. But all of them are pretty... If you get down to it, a lot of them are just rehashes of the same stuff like over yeah. and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, like it's... He... Uh, he Like in, in that... It doesn't... Like when you look at this, perhaps there was something in the case. Perhaps he heard an account and wrote it and whatever. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's wrong caves. But... I will th- say this, whether the metal library is real or not, and I'm, I'm going to say like with the discovery of Gobeki Tepe and all this, I'm not going to count out that these kind of things or something like this could be existing on earth. I 100% Uh-oh. believe that it could. One thing that I do not believe wholeheartedly is that Eric Von Daniken went into those fucking caves at all. I don't believe that for a fucking second. There is a lot of people who would agree with you, I think, on that one. But maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. He did? But he Why didn't you take a picture, my friend, of the fucking cave? Because of the lasers, Braden. The fucking I mean, I mean lasers. there are no pictures of him actually going like even outside the cave, he didn't take any pictures. No, so like, there's he didn't yeah. really take any pictures. Yeah, he could and the he pictures could. he does put in his book. There's it's one really great picture that he says that it's a stone tablet with like a pic, a depiction of some type it's of like lizard. Sometimes got like a no. Got a Getty Images fucking There's banner some type across of the middle of it. creature, and he's like, "This is a dinosaur. Like, this is a, it looks like and it, it. It looks like something that a kid did in school. Like, it, it's a really like, it's a, it's mm. yeah. It looks like something that a, a kid would draw. Anyways, like, we don't, don't we don't mean to roast Eric Van Daniken. We just uh, we actually talked to him, and we're just giving our honest response. Yeah. Fucking mean. Fuck yeah, him. he's mean. 
Um, I mean, he's, I mean he's, he's, at this, he's old. At this point, he's, he's an old. He's a really old man, and there's he's really, a cranky pants. A bit, he's a little, little cranky, bit. and you know, maybe maybe yeah. it was the different time zone. And they just woke him up early. And- Honestly, I don't think Giorgio Sukolov should have ever resurrected him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the only book I ever I didn't actually read it. I listened to the audiobook was Chariot of the Gods when I was just starting up the podcast and yeah. I was getting really interested in the eat like aliens and stuff. If you want to read it, cool. it's actually a fun book. Cool. It's yeah. a fun book. Cool. It's a fun, it is fun to read like the theories and like it is, it is super fun. hundred percent. Obviously there's more to his story than just the book. So also something to be aware of as you delve down the path of the ancient astronaut theory, but it is fun. No doubt about it. That's pretty much it for this one. Go look them up. The, was it Teos Talos? Tyos, Tyos, Talos, Tyos, the Tyos Caves. Yeah, Tyos you can type it up. You can search it up. And the search Metal up. Library. And Metal Library. Super cool. Um, so if we got something wrong and you're like, I've been actually in there and I've seen some crazy shit. I own I saw some the, of these metal plates. I am the I am the deed holder of these. Games. I drew the dinosaurs on the map. I am Eric Von Daniken and go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck you, Theorizer. <laughs> Make sure to let us know anywhere. Anyway, you find us. I have many leather-bound books and <laughs> shells made of rich mahogany. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, who do we got this week for Theorite of the Week? Uh, theorite of the Week, we love when, again, I'll say this, our fans, funnier, more talented than we'll ever be. By a lot. Um, Instagram story popped up of Bryn Steves of Oil and Birch Studios. You can go to oilandbirch.com. Uh, she was listening to our show, which inspired her to handcraft this one-of-a-kind, keep-those-eyes-on-the-skies mug. Dope. Uh, Don't drop that, you sweaty bastard. <laughs> well, I'm very careful. Uh, so I, as soon as I saw it, I had to have it. So uh, I made a, little, made a little deal with her. But Bryn Steves, thanks for listening to the show and getting inspired by it. And inspired by the possibility, wading through the BS and making a dope ass mug. So you are the theorist of the week, and go check out Oil and Birch uh, on Instagram. Just okay. Oil and Birch. Oil and Birch. All right. And if you're not supporting the show and you want ad-free early access, wait, 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 hold on. Stop the music. Stop the, god- <laughs> Stop the goddamn music. Yeah, I forgot one thing. If it's before we get into this, uh, it's August. I forgot it's August now. If you're listening to this. We got a ton of new merch on the merch store. If you want a pickle baby, you wanted that kind of stuff, that's all gone. But what we do got, do we got a one of a kind Bepsi shirt. Uh, we've number got a good price. Number one good price. We got to keep those eyes on the sky shirt. We've got a couple new hats that you're going to love. Uh, and if you're a Patreon subscriber, we now have one item every month that's going to be Patreon exclusive that you get at cost. No profit to us for being a Patreon supporter because we thank you. Uh, and you're going to love uh, this month's variant. It's uh, it's a variant on the Keep the Eyes on the Sky shirt, except it says, go away with you, Anne. And on the back, it says, never too big boy for those China lanterns. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, and that's available on patreon.com slash alien theorists podcast and uh it'll be alien theorists but alien theorists and the links will be live august 1st i push the button (laughs) yeah push the button (laughs) if you're not supporting the show (laughs) you want early access ad free you want to support your boys support your favorite show you know where to go by now alientheorist.com click the support link takes you to patreon the supercast i think i mentioned on the last episode 660 episodes 
of something. <laughs> of something are on there. There's a whole bunch of crazy shit on there. So if you're looking, you've exhausted the content. You've gone through twice. There's a lot more. You're missing out for... And people, some people are like, I don't want to support because, you know, I don't like subscription. You don't have to support for a lifetime. You can cancel any time. Yeah. A month at a time, two months, totally up to you. This month's newest supporters, we got Alan from Manny, Varen Viondu. That's a cool fucking name. Jules Galloa, Rana Jones, Ty H, and Mythic. Probably a remote viewer. Just thinking about it. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in after hours. Peace.